You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today, we have Mercedes Thomas on with us, who is a nurse and business owner. She owns the Advanced Practice Wellness and Lactation. Uh, Mercedes, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Katie. I'm super, super excited to be here today. Uh, Awesome. So why don't you give us a little bit of background of you as a nurse? Uh, How did you get started in nursing, and how did that lead to your business? So absolutely. Absolutely. So I've been a nurse for about 12 years. I started in the NICU, in a NICU in Atlanta, Georgia, um, as soon as I finished school. Um, And I worked there for about three and a half years, took a travel assignment, um, worked at NICU for another two years or so, went back for my master's to become a pediatric nurse practitioner, Um, also worked in primary care, and then also worked in um, uh, inpatient and outpatient settings. And how did that lead to you starting a business? Like, so here you love working with infants and and mothers, but how does that start a business? So babies, right? So NICU, I knew right out of school, people tell you don't specialize, go into med surge, right? And I'm like, (laughs) no, you can keep your med surge. I'm not interested ever. I don't want to touch adults. I'm not interested. I don't mind if they're, you know, obviously with children, you have to um, embrace the parents. They're a package deal, which is why some people are scared of feed. But I don't mind that. I like educating. Um, I like the family setting. So I always knew I had, I didn't want anything to do with taking care of adults personally. So it was natural for me to go into NICU um, when I finished school and to continue on that path to only, I've only done NICU and pediatrics my entire career. So that's kind of what brought me to where I am today. And then when I became a mother, I, uh, and I mean, when my child was actually before he was born. I started to crave the need for more flexibility. And I kept pushing for flexibility, trying to find it in nursing, trying to figure out where it is. And through some unaffor- un, um, unintended events and unfortunate events, my son got really sick at the beginning of January, 2019. And so that was a turning point where I was like, pause, stop. <laughs> you're working full time, you're trying to be a mom, things are flying fast, you're in DC, it's a fast paced lifestyle how do we slow this down and kind of be more of a mother um, to him and have more flexibility? So started out with us having a rough breastfeeding um, start. Um, I thought it would be super easy. I've done this for all of my career. I've even helped preemies breastfeed. Who can't help a full-term, your own full-term baby, right? It's easy. And so we had a lot of challenges with that. Um, we had, my son had a tongue tie, so there was some pain with breastfeeding and also a dairy intolerance, which we uh, worked through that for over a year of me having to give up dairy and soy from my diet. So through those events, um, I was like, why not move into this space and take a chance? The, I have an actual Word document from maybe about 10 years ago when I first became a nurse. Always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but didn't really know how to monetize it or where to even start. So I kind of just pushed the stuff to the side. It stayed in the computer. Um, And yeah, so I don't know when I got a drive that was different when I had my son. 
Yeah, I think you get that itch, that entrepreneurial itch that never goes away, even if you tuck it into a Word document and mm -hmm. it disappears in your <laughs> desktop. Yeah. It emerges somehow. Yeah, even after my Mac died, the Word document somehow safely made it every place, that every computer that I've had since then. It's <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, and one of the things you said earlier on, which I, I love, is that somebody told you not to specialize. And that's like, you know, you just made me go like, oh, my God, you know, like that is so your marketing intuition was so perfect and so spot on to to specialize in something because it's it's really important, I think, to just show your expertise in a particular area and um, you know, it's working in med surge doesn't prepare you to go work with infants or it doesn't prepare you to go work with kids. You have to just go work with them. So I love that you followed that instinct. Um, all right. So you you had some issues with your son with the tongue tying and the dairy intolerance. What did you do about it? Like, how did you, what space did you move into and what does that mean? So I saw a, lac a lactation consultant that helped us through it. Um, she was really great. And then I also, um, saw, uh, well, I just kind of, honestly, the dairy intolerance, I figured that out on my own. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I figured it out on my own. As a nurse, you would think it's a no-brainer. Oh, dairy, like you just read the back of the labels. But I had to really figure it out on my own. The, our GI doctor confirmed everything, you know, that there was blood in the stool, which was like the main indicator, um, blood and mucus and horrible reflux. Um, but I just kind of figured it out. I tried to look around for a nutritionist. No one was like really in network with my insurance. No one that was in the area. Um, they were pretty expensive. And so I just, yeah, figured it out. <laughs> and what did you do with this knowledge? Did you just keep it to yourself or? <laughs> oh, no, no. So I actually have a huge, um, well, not huge. It's a about growing. 700 moms now, a growing group um, of called Dairy Free Breasty Brigade. Um, and it's a support group for other moms that are um, suffering through issues with their baby with dairy and soy intolerances. So um, this, this group, it, I share recipes in there. We support each other. Um, there's no medical advice, even though I'm a nurse. So that's one of the main rules, no medical advice, um, no diagnosing. And then also like the taboo topics of, you know, um, vaccines and Oh, that get people fired up. Those are usually banned topics in a lot of support groups because you don't want to moderate people arguing with each other. Right. But, um, yeah, it's a great group of women. Um, and a lot of women have made it through um, until toddlerhood. Um, they've gotten some really good results from just having that community. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so you knew that this was a need because you had your own experience, but how did you know it was a big need for other people and, and that it was worthwhile to start the group? So I did a survey because I learned from you. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I did a survey in a really large um, breastfeeding group. And I was like, I can't be the only one dealing with this. And so I did a survey in a group. And I wanted to see, and it was specifically, it's a, the largest black breastfeeding group um, on Facebook, actually. There's now 90,000 members in counting. Oh, wow. And so I did a survey in there because I was just curious. I'd never heard any other black woman at all um, say anything about a dairy intolerance with breastfeeding. Um, even my nursing colleagues of all backgrounds, like some of them had experienced it on their own, but like people didn't understand what that meant at office parties or you know we had people that were leaving or having a birthday 
they would offer me salads with cheese on it. Like even nurses don't get it. So I'm like, okay, I'm just curious. Um, are there other moms de dealing with this? And the answers were off the charts. Some women were choosing to just do it because they want to be vegan. It's healthier for them. But there were a ton of moms struggling. And the, um, the uh, creator of that group encouraged me to make the group, which I thought was really nice because some people don't want to like, you know, sure. <laughs> she went in the direction of maybe taking people out of their group. She was super supportive. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should make a group. At least I won't be alone. I'll have some people to vent to. And so that's where that started from. Oh, well. Um, so when you started working with this group, and I, I love that she did that because it's really not about, I mean, people belong to multiple different Facebook groups. It's not like mm -hmm. you're stealing people off and they're going to go to your group for what they need and other groups for what they need and other groups. So um, that's awesome that she was like that. Um, but so in your group, you share recipes and you share, um, but not medical advice. Do you talk about the research that's out there at all or mm -hmm. what type of conversations and how do you get people engaged? Yeah, so one of the main things is if you're gonna share information, it needs to be evidence-based. So try to share a source. Um, honestly, the culture that came from the other group, the larger group, they pretty much um, only do the same kind of thing where it needs to be evidence-based. So a lot of the moms are constantly filtering over from that group um, because when they do a search or some of their moderators will refer moms over to my group. But the culture, a lot of the women that came from that group or from other groups seem to already have this, like, if you don't have a source, <laughs> like, don't tell someone that. So sometimes I've had them, like, kind of moderate things and be like, no, that's not true. <laughs> um, and, you know, they will give um, evidence-based information. So I haven't had actually many problems with someone like just being outlandish and like pulling stuff that was totally unreliable. Right. Um, so what about your business? Tell, tell us about Advanced Practice Wellness and Lactation. Yeah, so I, I launched um, last August um, 2019 and it started mostly as me just wanting to provide a service of lactation consults um, in the home. Um, some virtually and some on the phone, but it was going to be mostly doing home visits and going into the home and um, providing services for any um, families that needed help with breastfeeding, as well as breastfeeding classes. And so I carried on to do that. Um, I also um, partnered with a local um, yoga studio to do um, some breastfeeding um, support groups inside of their yoga studio. And so we did that for a while, but being a mom, <laughs> kind of way down on going into people's homes and then COVID came. And so it forced me to kind of pivot and figure out um, what it was that I really wanted to do and where I wanted to take my business. And with that, I really wanted a business that would be uh, flexible for me, um, but I still wanted to be able to provide those services. So I made the decision to go largely online. It was kind of a thought at the beginning of the year, but then COVID, it was like, certainly, I don't have the PPE to go into people's homes. I have a child that has had a history of reactive airway, so I don't want to go into people's homes and potentially expose him or my husband or myself um, to any potential illnesses that I bring back to our home. So I went largely online, um, started the process to become credentialed with some health insurances, and then I took a step back and said, what is it that I really want to do? 
um, what is it that I really want to put out into the universe and what direction do I want my business to go into in the next five years? And that was more of a consulting space. Um, so I decided to kind of pivot and halt on some of the um, visits and refocus on um, writing a book. And so that was um, kind of, I call it my COVID pivot. <laughs> um, and it's a little crazy, right? Because I had my toddler home with me since the middle of March. Um, so for five months, I had a toddler that I was wrangling around all day long until from when my husband leaves early in the morning till the evenings. And he did help some. He was able to have a little bit of flexibility um, and try to work from home some days. But for the most part, it was get the book done during naps, get it done at nighttime. And then I was like, how am I going to do this all? I need more of a plan. Um, so I sought out she was actually on your show. So that's the power of podcasting. Um, and she lives all the way in um, California. So someone I would have never met, but also a nurse and she does book coaching. And so I found her and I was like, hmm, how can I help? What can I do to help figure out a plan to make this happen? And so we worked together. Um, I had the concept for the book already. I had the outline, but I wanted to kind of figure out a marketing plan and also figure out just kind of the steps to get it done so that I could organize myself. I'm pretty type A and I like to have like a steps for stuff. So I could have certainly Googled around, but I mean, I waited long enough, right? Because I looked at that Word document and I was like, parenting book, you're <laughs> on my list. <laughs> like, years. Enough. All these things that I'm doing now, even lactation consulting was on there. So I was like, all these things that I've wanted to do, I've kind of pushed it back. I didn't know where to go. Nursing, they certainly don't teach us anything about business. So I didn't even know like there was all this, I mean, maybe there was 10 years ago. I don't know. But 10 years ago, I didn't know where to even look for nurse entrepreneurs or just entrepreneurs doing what I was wanting to do. Um, so yeah, she helped me kind of get a plan and map out the process, which was what I needed, and then develop a marketing plan. And so I was able to break the book down in chunks. I broke it down in chapters. So worked on a, probably like a chapter a week um, because I realized it was getting to be too much trying to do more than that. Um, there were some weeks where I wasn't able to do a chapter. So I would say in about uh, eight to nine weeks, I was able to finish. Um, but it's totally possible if you don't have other um, things that are you're you know working on or you know maybe a child that's home with you full-time it would totally be possible in the future depending on my situation to do it quicker than that that ability to get it done with a child at home as well so that's uh, kudos for you for finishing it because I think a lot of people start writing a book and then forget kind of their why so when you when you really sit back and think what why am I doing something or why do I really want to do something it is uh, something that's not just kind of a fluffy woo-woo exercise it's the driving force of everything so um, your why drove you to get that book done as as quickly as possible knowing that you're going to help so many people with it as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so now you offer programs as well so you, you're uh, you are creating courses and programs for different um, different entities yes yeah, so um, there are my goal right now is to work with community-based organizations. That's where I like to work with um, the most um, to get the information out to communities. Due to COVID, most things are now virtual. 
So I am teaching some classes, infant development, um, classes on vaccines and keeping your child healthy. And I call it a, it's a four part series um, called Infant and Growth, Infant Growth and Development. And I partnered with a local nonprofit to be able to offer that to their clientele. And then also we'll be working with some other nonprofits towards the end of the year to um, do the same. Um, the classes, I would eventually have them where they are recorded so that I can kind of automate that and make it be passive income. Um, because again, there goes the flexibility, right? I want to be able to spend time with my son, spend time with my husband, my family, and still be able to get the information out there and get it out on a broader basis. And how did you uh, get in touch with this local nonprofit? Was it something you were super connected? You already knew these people? Like, um, how, do you, how do you get gigs like that? So I didn't know them at all. Um, there was a, oh, so let me backtrack a little bit about networking, right? Because I'm in the maternal child health field and lactation. You deal a lot with families. They're at a very vulnerable point in their lives. And you need to have that no like and trust factor, right? It doesn't happen overnight. It's not like money falling from the ceiling. <laughs> like with some things, you have to develop relationships. And so there was an opportunity in a um, networking group online that I was able to communicate with this person. And when I communicated with her, it was about something totally different. Um, it wasn't even about my classes. I didn't even know I was gonna pitch the class at all. Um, but we were talking and I was like, hmm, if I am a pediatric nurse practitioner and this is a breastfeeding center, clearly I'm not going to offer them breastfeeding classes, right? <laughs> they already have that covered. But what is it that their clientele needs that I can be able to educate them on? Well, infant growth and development vaccines. And I had no idea when I mentioned this <laughs> um, to this contact where it would go, if she'd be interested or not, because again, our conversation was about a totally different project. But just so happened, she was like, you know what? We have families calling all the time asking these types of questions that you wanted to address in your um, class. And so um, it just kind of worked out really well. And yeah, so that's where we're at with that um, offering it. And, you know, it's just as a small business owner, it's really important to, um, form partnerships and partnerships that are the right partnerships, right? So do your research. <laughs> you don't want your name and your brand associated with just anybody um, because there are a lot of people that will say they want to work with you. They want to do this. Research their reputation. Um, know what their standing is in the community. Um, their standing is with their peers and, um, you know, other professionals too before you um, move into any partnerships. Um, and so, and did you have um, other marketing tactics that you've been using or is this, um, how else have you been getting uh, your programs out there? Um, so with the book specifically, I've done like a, what I would call a virtual book tour. And so what that is, is going on different podcasts. And while I'm also on the podcast, because I'm a huge maternal child health advocate, I also get out my agenda, which is to advocate, right? <laughs> so I don't go on a show where I don't talk about which the goal of my consulting business, which I mentioned earlier, is to move into working um, to um, develop solutions to decrease infant and maternal mortality. So 
So that's my goal. That's my solution for organizations, um, whether it be community and then moving into hospital settings one day. But that's always my goal, to get that information out there and um, just to let people know what they can do in their communities, what their, um, what families can do to protect themselves and how the biggest thing they can do to protect themselves is to educate themselves, which goes back to the classes and the education and kind of the basis of why I do everything that I do. Um, because knowledge is really power for people. If you don't know, how can you make adequate decisions for yourself and your family? You just can't. Um, you can't uh, expect that even as medical professionals that we give you every single answer to everything. You've got to really do your due diligence um, and get the information. So if I can help more people get information that's evidence-based and that will help them, that's really my goal with the book, with the classes, with almost anything that I do. So why don't you tell us about the, the book as well? Like, what is it called and, and uh, what is it about and what is it coming out? Yes, so my book is called What in the Baby? And it's called The Modern Mama's Guide to Confidently Caring for Your Baby and Surviving the Postpartum Period. Um, and so this book, basically, I work to simplify parenthood by educating new moms, new parents, on baby care, infant feeding, so that includes breast and bottle feeding, as well as the fourth trimester. And some people are like, what is a fourth trimester? There's only three. So the fourth trimester is after you have your baby and it's that first 12 weeks immediately after you have your baby. And probably one of the, the most tough times for um, new parents. Um, they're adjusting, they're trying to get to know their baby. Some parents have never even had a baby in their presence before. They may have never even changed a diaper. So that may be an additional barrier um, to just figuring it all out. And so I try to take the anxiety of being a new parent out of the equation by helping you to educate yourself. I can uh, attest for the, that as well, because as a single mom, like I felt like those first six weeks of uh, parenting was like, oh my God, they might've been six years for, <laughs> felt like it just went on forever and ever and ever. I'm like, he's only an hour, minute older, you know, it's just, you know, and you don't wish the time away. You don't want to wish it away at all, but uh, it's really, really hard. And, you know, especially, uh, you know, even for couples that are together, uh, there's always seems to be one spouse that goes away or, you know, is, is um, out working while the other one's home. So you're, even if you're co-parenting, you're still kind of on your own uh, a lot of that time. So. Oh yeah. I boohooed when my husband had to go back to work and I think he was out for, was it two or three weeks? I don't, it's like all a blur now, even though that was just two years ago, but um, yeah. And he also had a business trip, which they're not very frequent but we did know about it in advance. So my mother-in-law was able to come up and help. So we staggered my mom and my mother-in-law um, so that we had some coverage and they were able to help. But <laughs> um, when you can't get that help and now we're in the middle of a pandemic, so you can't just have family maybe that you thought could fly in and out. I talked to you about how to get your village and how to, um, even if you need to hire help, who are those people that you can find to help you in your family get through that period? Um, all right, so when does this book come out and when, where can we find it? Yeah, so it comes out on October 30th. Um, and also um, I have a sneak peek that I'm giving away. So um, you'll get a sneak peek of my book. Um, you can find that on my um, website and then I'll also give um, your listeners access to that as well. 
Oh, awesome. Just kind of a sneak peek. And then um, I will send out an email when the book is nearing um, release, which again, will be the end of October. Okay, awesome. And how can they find out more information about you or contact you? Yeah, so I am on all social, well, not all, right? <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. I can't run all of them because I'm doing it myself right now. But Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, I'm Mercedes BMP. And then also you can find me at my website, which is www.mercedesthomas.com. Awesome. Uh, Mercedes, thank you so much for this. Thank you. It was a pleasure.